There are many ways to level up yourself as a software developer, such as taking uh, technical courses, studying the basics, getting better at math and uh, statistics, learning a new programming language every year. However, there is one way which is less spoken about, but it is as crucial as the other ways and even more. There are basically a few axes for increasing your performance and efficiency and skills as a developer. One is the technical one, which is the actual, you know, syntax, the programming languages, you know how fast you code, uh, the testing and the general ability to perform a good system design. Another one is having basic math and uh, statistical skills and uh, in the UI side having a good uh, eye for uh, UI design. So this is like the second axis. But the third axis, which is one of the most important ones, if not the most important, is being able to understand deeply the product itself. This is a skill you should develop. You are not born with it. And in this episode, we will talk about the benefits and how to develop these skills and what it means exactly. So without further ado, let's get going. Whenever you develop a project as a software developer, there are two things which you should take care of. The first one is building the right thing. The second one is building the thing right. In many cases, software developers focus on the second thing, which is building the thing right. This is the technical aspect of actually building the project, building the task with the tests, with everything in place so that it would work. When we say that the leverage of a software developer can be inside the axis of understanding the product, what we mean is the first item, which is building the right thing. In building the right thing, the strongest developers come up to the surface of the project uh, development arena. And this is where we are going to focus on building the right thing. Because you could already have guessed it, but you could build the thing very right, but it wouldn't be the right thing. Now you can ask, but isn't it the responsibility of the product manager to actually know that we're building the right thing. While this is correct, the software engineer has so much knowledge at its hand that it should cooperate with the product engineer, suggest new things or refine the feature because you may uh, see the feature that you are getting from the product engineer as the final specification of the feature but this is like level one. And if you want to progress to level two, then you begin your software development, not by the design and the implementation of the specification, but by thinking whether the specification is matching the customers at all. 
or whether we should build something different. This is like the first task of every software engineer. We have been quite abstract, but let's take a few examples to actually see what we are talking about when we discuss the developer with a high product attitude. Let's say you are building a login screen and the requirement is to check whether the user is logged in uh, safely, so it's not a fraud. And there is some service that checks this fraud. Now, this service is intermittently down. The question that you face is, what do you do? Do you let users log in while the fraud service is down? Or do you simply block them? Another question. You are building a product and the UI, the user interface that you are given, does not look good. It is awful or maybe does not exist and you are not a user experience or user uh, interface designer. You know to take the specs and implement the user interface. But the feature does not specify anything about the user interface or the user interface that you have been given seems very bad. What do you do? Do you just implement this user interface or not? Great question. Let's take another example. While you're working on the code base, you notice some kind of a bug in the code, but it's not really affecting users. It appears like it may happen once every few months, okay, and affect only a few users. What do you do? Is it your responsibility to do some, to have some action item or to raise it or not? Because you're focused on what you are building now. Another question. You're beginning to develop a feature. This feature was an innovation of the product team. You were given the specification again. The feature was not tested on anyone. So it was simply the product sitting and thinking. It was not tested with customers or there was not any assessment on how it would actually impact the customers. What do you do in this case? Do you just take the specifications and implement them? Or else, do you do something else? So the, do you do something else? While it may seem that it may incur much more work and much more time consumption for you, the thesis here is that it's not. The action items that you can come up with are very small. For example, you can open a task, okay? You, you can talk to someone about it. You can raise a suggestions. All these things are very short. And if you think that the, the, the creation of a new UI, which looks much better, would highly affect the cons consumers, and you have discussed it with a few guys, and you really, it really suggested that this user experience won't be good, think that 
then you should really highly consider whether you want to implement this badly looking UI because the one who is going to implement it is you. You are going to sign it. So people would remember that you have created this UI. The question is here whether you should implement or else suggest something else or talk to few people. So while we don't fully answer these questions, it was very important to raise these examples so that you are aware of them. And when they happen, you could rethink them. And now we would focus on a few more features that you could have while having this updated mindset. And again, the, the, the issue here is not to invest much more time in the things. It's more of the attitude. Changing the attitude might save you a lot of time in the future. The actual answer to all the previous examples and the questions that we have raised is actually by being more productive, by being not only a developer, but being a developer with a product mindset. I cannot stress enough how important that is. The, the, if you hire... If, if you have a, a software engineering development which deals with biology, let's say, okay, what would you prefer? An expert software engineer that does not anything and is not interested in biology or an expert biologist which knows some software engineering? I would claim that you prefer the one who is expert in the field. He would do even a better job than the person who does not know anything about the product, but who is excellent at the software development. Because think about it. When you implement something, the most important thing is that you implement the right thing and implement it the right way. Who has more tools? The one who is expert in the field or the one who is expert in software engineering? While we could debate it, my personal view is that the one who is expert in the product and has software engineering capabilities would do a much better job. And if you don't agree with this, think who would you rather hiring? The one who is expert in the field and also know how to program has some basic CS knowledge or an expert on CS, computer science, but has no knowledge on biology, on your field. Who would you prefer hiring? Enough for some more practical tips into how to be more engaged in the product as a software developer. So the way to do this is to get more interested in the business, in what the users are doing. Uh, it's not just a matter of interest, but if the product is something that you use on a daily basis, if it's an app that you, if it's a gym app that, and you already have some gym app, then just install this app. But this is much obvious. If the product is much more difficult for you to use as an end user, this is where the question comes. So if there are administrators on the way who are using the product, 
if there are economists and lawyers and you just don't have this expertise to use the product you just create the technical facet of the product but you don't have the the expertise the best way of course would be to actually use the product and when you are choosing a company or choosing a product that you want to work on it's always better to choose uh, the one that you could use actually work on as an end user because in this way you will have the capability to 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 analyze what the product is and to use it as an end user and then you would have much better view and perspectives on the product and you could just experience it as an end user if that is not the case and also if that is the case you could do a few more tricks for example you You could subscribe to a reddit group uh, which is dealing with this product and then you could get the feedback of other users once you also search for it in Google search it would start suggesting you related stories to that product so you just it's, it's a cycle you just search for it it gets back to your stories you like them and you continue reading about this product also search for books around it for example, I would highly recommend software developers to read marketing books and economy books and specific books about your area. If you're dealing with chat, then there are most probably books dealing with chat. And if not, then with customer service. So customer service is, is the problem that you are t- trying to solve. There are already books. There are already investigations. People have already done the statistics on it. Just uh, read it. Take the time to understand what, how your business actually works how the company actually works how do they make money okay where does the majority of the money comes into the company because this would be at least in the short term the more important uh, aspects then you would see that you would start coming up with proactive ideas and opinions about the product You won't settle with getting only the specification because the specification don't only exist for the matter of you to implement them. You would start critically thinking about this uh, specification. Understand what is happening behind the product. If you see that the product is like, say, a stock uh, exchange where you can buy and sell stocks over an uh, application, then... Ask yourself, why is this application needed? Aren't there are other applications? What, what is the strength of this application? Is, it, is there a mere economic side? Is it just more cheaper for users to use these uh, applications? And then when you get the next feature to build, look at it from this perspective. Why is this feature important for the product? Why not implement a different feature or a A similar one a more simpler one a complex one these are specific critical questions that you should ask more about the why why are we implementing this feature how do we know that this feature would succeed or not how do we measure this feature and then there is this cycle of getting the data behind the feature and then of the implementation of it, and then automatically 
you would start raising spontaneously more ideas and other ways about how to implement the feature. The thing is this, that as a software developer, you can actually hold the rope from both sides because you are both exposed to the internal technicalities of the product and also to the product itself that you are implementing. So by asking the why questions on the uh, product, when you answer them, your answers would take into consideration both the engineering effort as a key thing in answering those questions and also what we're trying to fill in inside the gap is also the product aspect of these features. And then you should look at the trade-off between the product aspects of these features in between the product and the, and the technical side. So if we said in the example that we have a service which is down and we could not process any transactions due to that side service, then now we do not only consider it from a technical perspective, but also from the product perspective. And each feature that we implement, we consider them both and not only the technical one. It's not only the design of which service calls which service and what is the scale. It's also what is the usage because with a different usage pattern, you would see that your access to the different databases is changing. This gives you another power. When you consider the, the, the feature that you are implementing, it is often hard to come up with the extreme cases, but you would see that there are engineers which come up with them very fast. The claim is that the reason is not a technical one. The reason is not that they are seeing the technical difficulties in implementing the, the feature, but it's, it's more like on the user aspect of the feature. What if the user does this? Uh, but uh, the, didn't the, the user want a different use case or consulting with other users? Maybe they prefer a retry in this uh, scenario uh, rather than just uh, failing. And what if the retry is taking too long? So once you take this user uh, perspective, then things become, the, the solution becomes much more obvious and it's affecting also the test side. And then you come to a whole cycle from end to end, and you don't begin your cycle from getting the specification, but you begin the cycle from what am I really going to solve? What is the problem that we are solving for the user? And when we critically think about what is the problem that we are solving to the user, then in many cases, we find that the actual problem is different or maybe there is a larger problem that we are trying to solve or a different one merely by testing it on a few fellow engineers. This can make a really a huge difference. And then there is this cycle of critically thinking about the feature, then, then, then about the actual specification or then tuning the specification changing it and then thinking about again about the end user so the way to think about the end user is how do you measure that the feature completed because on one side when you finished deploying the like the standard continuous deployment is starting from the commit and finishing when it's deployed to the server 
But in this continuous deployment session, we say that it's starting from the user problem. The continuous deployment is starting from the user problem and it's ending with the measurement after the product has been deployed into the servers. This is the, like the real continuous deployment of the real world. And then you consider it and you consider it and correlate it to the actual company success. Because the reason for this feature is, is for the company to provide this feature to the users and to become more successful and to make more money. So this is like the whole continuous deployment uh, aspect of it, of the, the beginning by what is the problem that we are solving to the user, then uh, coming up with the specification, writing the code, critically changing it, suggesting new ideas, and you have the power because you know both the engineering side and the product side. And afterwards, you finish by measuring the success of or the failure of the feature that was implemented. And this would give you great power in the next time that you are trying to come up with this feature or maybe even before coming up with the feature by measuring previous data. Because in many cases, we already have the data to maybe do like a dry run test on the feature. So you could simulate what would happen if I implement this feature, what would actually happen? So this is even more powerful than implementing the feature because you don't even need to get to the whole cycle of implementing, commit, push to users, and measure them. Maybe the data is already there, or maybe you can deduce it from the existing data. So what you can do in this case is try to do a quick uh, check on the data and see if the feature is already giving some results based on the past experience. So in this way, what we are trying to achieve is to be able to test features even before we ship them. So this comes up to a whole cycle where be, instead of just getting the features from the product, we already have better instincts because once you do it, another feature on and on another feature, you are already getting the instincts to immediately know whether this feature would work or not or what the users want. And now you begin to see the power because you don't only have instincts on method names and on scalability, you also have good instincts on what features would work, whether the UI is good, whether retry is good for the users. And these instincts are the ones that we want to apply. And these instincts are the ones that would take you from level one developer to level two, who would not only have software engineering instincts, but also product and company-wide instincts. And with this, we sum up this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I think this is critical, critical information for any new developers to sharpen not only the technical side, but also the product sides and to choose the products that they can actually experience and have a meaningful impact on the product. Thank you for listening and I will see you next time.